Hey guys, when we started this project, we were not sure how hard it would be to edit, record everything, and then eventually distribute. But then luckily, someone told us about Anchor. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. Secondly, they have creation tools that will allow you to record and edit directly from your phone or your computer. They distribute your podcast for you. And the best thing is you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. We're in the state of confusion. Questions on your mind. Send in Letitia and Brandy. Gonna help you unwind. We're hanging out together, even though we're long. We'll pass it on over. Sorry, we're stoned. Let's start this thing. Hey, girl, hey. Hey, girl, hey. Oh, are you drinking some coffee? Is it a pep up? You know what? I've changed from coffee being coffee, actually vanilla lattes, ice, to their new lemonade tea, and it is so bomb. Does it have enough caffeine in it? Well, I was just getting ready to ask, is lemonade tea less fattening than an iced vanilla More latte? Sure. But also, like, it's, it's less fattening, I would say, but the sugar amount could be the same. Light it up, sister. I wish you guys could visualize... MT lighting a joint with a long, what do you call it, <laughs> lighters that you light candles with? The big, long, big lighter. It's insane. I haven't smoked anything today. Really? No. I have been so great. I have not at all. So oh. this is my first little of the day. I see. I was going through my phone. I was clearing out photos and stuff because I'm low on memory. And I found one of the best videos of you high as a kite in a hotel room. It's exactly what we tell people happens when we travel. And it's you. And like when it happened, I would have never posted it or you would have killed me. But this week I'm posting it. Okay, because is it the one where you're trying to exercise? Yes, it's exactly what it is. It's so good. I remember that so well. <laughs> I think we were in New York. That's exactly where we were. I remember it. You were so angry at me. I was so mad. It was so funny. So that baby's going up on the IG. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> I would have killed you. It would have been bad. But now it's funny as hell and on brand. <laughs> we, but like, do you think my hair's too dark? I was just thinking I love it. I look at it and think I really like it. I was thinking that your hair looked great today. Okay, great. Just wondering, because first of all, I got it cut shorter, and I just haven't done highlights at all in a while again. It's been like three months, but I actually have been liking it more. I feel very Mary-Kate. Oh, you do? <laughs> yeah, you know, like that Mary-Kate and Ashley, like, you think it's natural? Mm-hmm. But it ain't. Not even close. Mary-Kate and Ashley are goals, goals, goals. The hair, the brows, the clothes, goals. I mean, they are awesome, but which one no was buts. married to the, like, 60-year-old man? I don't know, but I think both of them had have had whatever terrible taste in men. But other than that, they're everything. Okay. So, anyway, <laughs> I literally cannot stop plant shopping. Mom? It has become a problem. Well, if you would bring your plant shopping um, self and your wallet to Nashville and buy me plants, then I am all about it. <laughs> okay, but the joy is taking care of them. 
Really? Yeah. And like uh, keeping them alive, basically. But so I was only a succulent girl, but I have transitioned into indoor, not completely low light, but indirect sunlight. And my plants are thriving, but I went and bought like $200, $300 worth of plants yesterday. Plants are not cheap. They really aren't. And then if they die, you're in trouble. Oh, I know. That's why I don't buy any because it's such a waste of money. Well, you got to be like me. And like, I have a green thumb. Can you bring your green thumb to Nashville? (laughs) (laughs) Like my podcast face is looking fire. Wow. It really is. Oh, why does Molly call every single? What was that? That's the call coming in. I heard a dog destroy something in the other room. Your room? Sounds like it. I got a question for you. How's your Apple Watch? Are you using it? Look at you. Why didn't you answer the call on your Apple Watch? Oh, I could have. Yeah. Now that like what I do that if I have my earbuds in. I do it even without them. So wait, let's go back to plants first. Plants. That's the plants people. First of all, I think everybody's buying plants because I like went two days in a row actually and it was packed both days and mostly young people well plants are like a thing right now they really are like it's incredible like there were so many cool people plant shopping too yeah yeah i I feel like it's very hipster to have plants in your home i think so too Uh uh-huh okay so what can you share with the stoners and i uh what do you say would be your top three tips for keeping plants alive Okay, so number one for succulents, there is only one thing that you can do wrong with succulents, and that is watering them. If you were to never water them, they would probably live if they're not in direct full sun because it's nuts. The less I water my succulents, the better. Like Mm -hmm. I will go for like two, three full weeks and give them no water at all. And when I do, I only spray them with a spray bottle. The only time my succulents die ever is like I will come home and like one will just be completely dead and it's because there's water all in it. So for succulents, the least water possible. Mm-hmm. And honestly, they don't need a ton of light. My friend Susie got me this orchid and it had succulents around the bottom. And I have it in my bathroom because orchids don't need a lot of light. And so it's so pretty by my bathtub, but it's got succulents in it. And I barely have any light in my bathroom, which is not good, but it's just very low light in there. And my succulents in that orchid are thriving. My succulents in that orchid are thriving. All my succulents are thriving. But again, very, very, very little water and mist instead of getting it into the root. I have a little baby cactus that um, when I moved to Denver, I left it sitting in my bathroom window in Nashville. So it didn't get any water for eight months because that's how long I was gone. That sucker was four times the size that I left it when I got home. I'm telling you, cacti, you do not need to water. I have some that are so massively tall that weren't in my yard and they don't get, I mean, we're we're in a drought and like they have not had any water and they are growing and it is like, I'm going to take a picture of this one that was probably like four foot tall. And now it's probably like nine feet tall. No, you're going to freak out. It is massive. And it even like grew water. It is the the biggest cactus and it, I don't water it. It's so crazy. All right. What are your other two tips? My other, my indoor plants. I find that only do this if you're having a problem with your plants, but 
instead of giving them like a ton of water at once, I almost would rather just give them a little water and then spray them. Hmm. I think it's because I give them attention almost every day Oh boy! instead of just dumping some water in there once a week. And cause it says, let them dry out completely and then saturate the root. I don't really do that. I just give them a little water. And then every day I come through with a spray bottle and just give them a little spray. So you're basically saying your plants are very needy and high maintenance and love attention. And, um, their love language is quality time. Absolutely. Quality time and acts of service. Got uh-huh. it. Number three is I do like once a month, give my succulents, succulent plant food. Mm-hmm. And I get that on Amazon. So I'll put that link up and it is amazing. So I do give them plant food, um, like once a month, but as far as everything else, yep. Yeah, it's just some attention. Okay. Yep. Well, unfortunately, my time is all allocated already to all of the animals on this property. So I have no time to give to plants. So I'm going to stick with the fake plants like this adorable fake cactus sitting on my desk that requires no attention, no time, no water, no sunlight, no nothing. Thank you very much. Actually, that is a great idea. I have been known to, if one does die, I've been known to stick a fake in there and you don't even know because all the other ones around it are real. I'm serious. I did that to Matt Sanders one day. All these live plants that are so gorge, and we didn't have one for this pot. So I snuck in and got a fake plant out of a different planter and put in there. He did not know it was fake until like a month later. No. He was like, that is not fake. I'm like, yes, it is. (laughs) That's funny. I love a good fake plant. I know. It's so funny. And you know, the best thing about plants instead of animals is that they don't poop or puke in your floor. That's true. That's a great point. Yeah. Well, speaking of animals that poop and pee and puke, although horses can't puke, I finally posted about the Zebes. I feel like I might have casually mentioned it on this podcast, actually, when we it's got them. Not Beebs. Don't get excited. Zebes. <laughs> if you're right, right, you call them the Zebs because they're zebras. Did you know that? He says zebra. Oh, zebra, the zebras. They're really called zebras? Zebras. Zebras? In South African accent, yeah. That is hilarious. Insane. I feel like I've made fun of him so much for the way he says things that he's going to start getting really annoyed really quickly. <laughs> he says, stop doing that. He says a lot of things funny. <laughs> Anyway, so a little background on the Zebes because I so I did a post about it yesterday and I felt like people were really shocked to hear that there are it's legal in this country to hunt game on ranches in Texas, which is insane. So that's where these zebras came from. Uh, we rescued them from, they're called feedlots. They're basically like the places that animals go before they get sold to slaughter or other equally bad places. And most of them are in Texas because horses get shipped over the border to Mexico to be slaughtered. It's horrible. And our mini horses, actually Snickers and Oreo, they came from the same feedlot. And the girl that helped us find those, she texted us one day, Miley and I, and asked if uh, we'd be willing to take in a couple of zebras because she wanted to rescue them but didn't have anywhere to put them. And so we took these zebras in 
And they, it's crazy. Like, I wouldn't say they're domesticated if a lot of people ask about that, but they're not feral at all. Like, they're not wild. Like, they come to the fence for food. They don't run away from me. I can't necessarily, like, go up and just pet them out of, you know, like, they're they're shy and definitely a little wild. But, I mean, it's not like if you go hunt these animals, they're going to run very far from you. I just don't understand where the fun exactly. is. Exactly. It's crazy. That, but It I ticks me felt- off. So, basically, somebody pays to go shoot animals that don't run away to make themselves feel like a bigger person. Not only do they pay, I think the entrance fee is like $20,000 to go do something like this. I actually need to research it more so that I really know what I'm talking about. But that's what someone told me is that it's outrageous to go and do this and game ranch hunting or whatever. But yeah, it's basically like an ego thing. So they can go hang like a dead freaking zebra head, I guess, on their wall. Like it's crazy. That's so horrible. So sad. So that is where the zebras. And why, first of all, why is that legal? I don't know. I, it's insane. Ask freaking Trump, I guess. His kids love to. Uh, I but anyway, so that's where the zebras um, were going to go. But we swooped in, Miley rescued them, and now they're living the life in Nashville, Tennessee. And a lot of people also were asking, like, if you need permits for that. It's all state by state. So, like, in some states, you do need permits for wildlife. And in Tennessee, you don't for zebras, but you do for other wildlife. So, by no means am I, like, encouraging people to go out and get zebras as pets. That's that's really not what this was. It's not like we just wanted zebras for the backyard and went and found them. We literally rescued them from being shot on a farm. So, but anyway, they're great and expect to see more zebra content coming soon. Oh, so cute. I can't wait to get there and see them. Rye Rise in heaven. He spends like two hours a day just down there sitting with them. It's so cute. I, I bet. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I love that. Uh, you know what else Rye and I have been doing? A little high design. We got uh, started our gallery wall. Did you see that on my Instagram story yesterday by chance, Mother? No. Uh, it might be gone now. Let's take a look and see if you can go watch it. So I started with, first of all, pro tip. If you, if you need frames, like frames and photos can be so expensive. You know, if you start looking into like having things framed and prints and photos printed, like it can get really expensive, but there are some hacks to this. So actually I've had a lot of things printed at Costco. Yes does really yep. decent prints and it's really affordable. I this time I used a website called mpix, m p i x. Again, it was really affordable. You just upload your photos and they just they have to be high res enough to be as big as you want, but they do a great job. They ship really fast. And then for me, because I don't want to spend a ton of money on frames because I needed so many, I just bought them on IKEA. IKEA has actually really pretty frames. I really love the like white and black like really thick frame that they have on IKEA. I can't remember what it's called. So I got eight of those and you should have seen Ryan and I. We did what my mother suggested and started with the biggest picture in the middle and worked our way around. And it looks so good. But now that we have the eight up, we can see that there's like a couple of holes to fill still. So now I'm going to look for either a couple of smaller pictures or even like um, like little uh, something different, like other things to kind of mix yeah, in. Yeah, I like love that. But that's what we've been doing over here. That's so funny because somebody else just told me they took that advice and that their wall came out perfect too. Oh, really? Cute. I'll post pictures of mine, even though it's still a work in progress. I still need a few more things, but I'll post some pictures this week for everybody. All right, you guys, we want to tell you about another one of our sponsors. It's Lumi Deodorant. I think we've talked about them before. I keep one of these sticks in my carry-on bag when I'm traveling. I don't like deodorant. It's just one of those things that I never think to pack. 
So I just make sure I always have it on me. If you guys aren't familiar, Lumi is a whole body deodorant that was created by an OBGYN who saw firsthand how normal BO was being misdiagnosed and mistreated. This deodorant is baking soda free and paraben free, plus it's pH balanced for safe use. I know for me, like I've heard so much bad stuff about deodorant and like what's in it isn't great for you that a lot of the traditional ones that you can buy at your local drugstore just aren't cutting it for me. So I really love Lumi. Plus, they come in a variety of fresh, bright scents like clean tangerine lavender sage which is my favorite and they also have toasted coconut and the great thing is is you can use lumi all over your entire body so when you travel it's so much easier just to have one product plus they also have deodorant wipes which are super clutch especially if you're on like the red eye or an overnight flight and they also have body wash which is really cute and it comes in a mini travel size as well Lumi offers a starter pack that's perfect for new customers and as a special offer for our listeners all new customers get 15% off Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code STONED for 15% off your first purchase of LumiDeodorant.com. That's code STONED at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. So this is one of my favorites. It's the Integra Boost, um, which helps keep your weed fresher. It sure does. Integra specially brings you plant-based solutions for top-tier cannabis storage and packaging. And my favorite part is, is that with the terpenes, that you can kind of mix and match and make them different flavors and just kind of specialize your weed. Totally. Plus, they are precision-crafted, plant-based packs that are entirely food-safe, so they can be used with any of your cannabis products. Integra offers an array of sizes and relative humidity levels for storing flour, pre-rolls, gummies, blunt wraps, and so much more. For more information, check them out at www.integraboost.com or at Integra Herbal on Instagram. Use code SWS at checkout for 15% off of your next online purchase at www.integraboost.com. All right, guys, we want to give a quick shout out to one of our favorite sponsors, Nutrafol. I take my Nutrafol. Do you take your Nutrafol? I take my Nutrafol all the time. I do too. I'll have the one for 50 and over. I was going to say, there's a <laughs> few different formulas. Uh, there is one for women that are postmenopausal, yes, which is. would be my mother. <laughs> um, and if you're confused about like which formula of Nutrafol is right for you, you can go on their website and they do have a quick hair quiz that you can take. You just answer a few questions and then they will tell you which formula is right for you. If you aren't familiar, Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. I've taken it for years. I can tell a huge I can too. Hair. I have such like baby fine hair and not very much of it, but I, my hair does not shed. Like it really doesn't. And some of my my girlfriends, like when they come on trips with me and stuff, their hair will be everywhere, like all over the sink and in the shower. I just do not lose hair like that. And I feel like you used to and don't anymore. I did. <laughs> Honestly, maybe, but I definitely do not anymore. Like, I barely even lose hair in my brush when I brush well, it out. Well, this is amazing. I'm so tell the stoners how we get it. Also, Nutrafol has a subscription that you can do so that it shows up on your I, doorstep. I do a subscription. Okay, so clutch. That way you never run out. All right, you guys, if you want to take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners 
$10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code STONED. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com promo code STONED. That's Nutrafol.com promo code STONED. So back into high design, like I have been losing it, wanting to redo a powder room of mine. It's so dark and I'm finally just ripping that bandaid and going to do it. And I'm so excited, but I was going to tell everybody this is kind of high design and also kind of MT's baked goods. Oh, uh-huh. So the last time I have this other bathroom that is just kind of neutral and it had this really weird sink in it. And I was like, if I just change out this one thing, my sink, it is going to change this bathroom completely. And I got this really pretty sink off Amazon and it was so cheap and it's an above the count, like it sits on top of the counter and it looks so nice. So anyway, I'm redoing my other powder room. And honestly, I have found the sink, I have found a faucet and toilet paper holder, everything on Amazon. And so, I mean, I'm doing like really nice tile and like a really beautiful countertop, but I'm literally getting my sink and my faucet and my toilet paper holder all on Amazon. So I'll put those links up and they look amazing. And I also, for another bathroom in our guest house, I got a beautiful matte black finished faucet for that bathroom and it has held up perfectly and so there's a lot of great like really nice faucets and things on Amazon and I'm going to put those links up because I have been doing a lot of design in my powder room and three of the things came from Amazon that's crazy yeah because that stuff can get really expensive don't tell Matt (laughs) he will never know no he won't that is amazing Well, I'm excited to see it. I mean, I'm torn because I actually like that powder room you're about to destroy. (sighs) It's just so unique and so cool with that, like, really vintage tile. Like, are you just going to tear all that out? Yeah, it's been here too long. It's so dark, it depresses me. How often are you in the powder room, really? A lot. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm getting ready to go on a, first of all, Everybody and their brothers making over their houses. You can't get anything. Everything that you try to get on like uh, Wayfair, any design <gasps> stores, Lulu and Georgia, all those, <laughs> everything's sold out. Huh. I know we're going a little out of order this week, but can we move into off limits for a second? Because I watched an incredible documentary, probably something a lot of you guys have already heard about because I, I, I feel like everyone was kind of talking about it. And then I was like, OK, I got to go watch. But it's a documentary called The Social Dilemma. And Netflix did it. And it's so crazy. It's basically just like a small peek into the world of what is actually the internet and social media and how it's just like not what people think. (laughs) And it's the cool thing about it is like one thing for a bunch of people to get on there and like spout stuff that sounds a little bit like a conspiracy theory. But this is so different because all all every single person that was interviewed for this documentary 
either worked at Google, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, I think there were a couple other like apps on there, like WhatsApp or whatever. Like everyone, all these people have worked at these places. It's not like they just like heard from somebody who heard from somebody or have a theory. Like they were there and they saw what was going on. It's fascinating. Highly recommend you watch it. I just, you know, I think we all like know to an extent that we're addicted to our phones and that it's insane and that we spend way too much time on social media and like on our phones, especially now that Apple has a setting where it tells you how many hours a day or week you've spent on your phone. Like it's scary. So like we know that, but like I think it takes it one step further to really kind of open your eyes to how much it's subconsciously controlling you and influencing you to make the decisions that you make on a daily basis. And it's scary and it's crazy. So highly recommend watching. It definitely like blew my mind a little bit and made me like I already knew that like websites collected all all my information. And anytime you log into a website, I was telling my mom earlier, like an alert pops up that's like our site uses cookies. Okay, that basically means that they're spying on everything you do and you have to say yes to that before you can browse their site. And we do it because if you don't say yes, you can't browse the site. And it's just that like always freaks me out. It's so crazy. And it's like, we and know like, this is a cookie. I know. And it's like, we know this is happening because of the alert that pops up or whatever. But it's like, do we really understand it? Do we really understand like the repercussions of just like letting everyone spy on us on the Internet? It's just really, really crazy, really fascinating. Uh, I think everybody should watch it because everybody uses technology. It's really scary. Honestly, I swear I cannot even be on my computer or my phone, like typing in anything. I have, won't even have Google search yet. I'll just say it out loud. Oh, I, I really want a pair of combat boots and like I'll get on Facebook and then a bunch of combat boots pop up and it freaks yeah. me. Facebook seems to be the worst of all of them. They literally explain that what, so basically like one of the craziest things I saw in there that really stood out to me is when you, we all use Google, right? We could go to google.com to search for stuff. Depending on where you live in this country, or I guess in the world, but it was specifically talking about America, depending on what state you freaking live in, what area you live in, when you type something in Google, like my mom's going to get a different thing that pops up than I do because of where she lives. Or like if my mom has like previously Googled about a, a certain conspiracy theory or like me, like I was really into that Wayfair conspiracy So because I'm a conspiracy theorist, according to Google, because that's my history, they're going to give like when I type in what is climate change is when I type that in, it's going to say something like climate change is not real because I'm a quote unquote conspiracy theorist, according to my search history. And so they're going to lean into me being a conspiracy theorist by telling me climate change is not real. But for you, because you live in California, when you type in climate change is it's going to like pop up and say climate change is happening right now or whatever it is like it's going to lean into climate change being real so it's like there's no like you can't believe anything because everything is scary everything, and they tie and they do that so that you continue to search and stay on google because then they run ads and they make money on however long you stay on down that wormhole of searching what is climate change and that's just one example of a million things and so it's the same with facebook it's like they literally put in your feed things that they think is going to keep you on the screen and keep you scrolling because the longer you use facebook the more ad money they make like it's just wild dang gotta watch that sounds so good, but so good. scary. I'll be so paranoid. You got to watch. Everyone's got to go watch. But honestly, it is true. But like, what do you do without Google? I know. I mean, you got to Google everything. I know. And you got to be on social media, even though you really don't. You kind of do. It's I mean, bad. it's just like the whole world re- revolves around the internet. I know. It's, it's scary. really scary. Yeah. It's nuts. So anyway. And it's like we were doing perfectly fine. Actually, way better before it. Because when I was growing up, no internet. 
You know, when I was in high school, we weren't working on computers and stuff. We didn't have cell phones, and life was great. <laughs> it really was. Oh, God. and I feel like things didn't go so fast. Yeah, you know, and- it's just like, and you never just chill. Like I am. If I am not doing something, I'm searching for something or like, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what they want. It is. And like, I can't even get through this without you people FaceTiming you and calling you and uh, like alerts popping up. It's just constant stimulation too. And you know, we totally fed into it by buying Apple watches. (laughs) (laughs) The only reason that I really bought the Apple watch is because when I go out on my evening walks, mm-hmm. I do not want to have to have my cell phone with me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because if I have my cell phone, I have to wear a fanny pack. <laughs> <laughs> and if I get paparazzi with my fanny pack, I am not going to be happy. Well, if you wear a cute fanny pack, this wouldn't be an issue. I know, but the cute ones are heavier and it's just a thing. I just don't want to wear a fanny pack. And so <laughs> I love that I can put in my ear pods, have on my uh-huh. watch, don't need my phone. And still, like, can hit 911 or, know. you know, it's an emergency or whatever. It really is, like, a game changer. And my favorite part is, is that it tracks your steps at all times. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to hit that 10,000 mark each day. And so it is so good, which I haven't. I was going to say, have you been doing I need to look and see how many steps I'm taking. Probably a ton. Does it sync to your phone? Yeah, the, Mine has it right here in the bottom right-hand corner. Whoa, what do you mean? Mine has the activity thing in the right hand corner. You can take you can take an ECG on Apple. Yes. Do you do that? No. I should. That's cool. <laughs> and my favorite feature of the Apple Watch is I can never find my flipping phone. My and you flipping just phone. Log up and hit a button and it dings your phone your phone. And it, I always can find my phone now. It's great. Heart rate variability. I stood for 10 hours, apparently. Wow. <laughs> oh, steps. Mm-hmm. I got it. I got it. I think it says I average 12,000 steps a day. I'm sure with the barn. Uh-huh. That's insane. And you wonder I why you're thought I'd be more. Huh? Today, Whoa. I've only... Today, I did 17,000. When? September 14th. What was I doing? Horse showing, probably? That is insane. Walking 10,000 steps a day, you are burning some serious calories. Oh my God, here's another 17,000er. That is crazy. I've never hit 17,000. 16,000. That's crazy. But I think my average is 12. Ooh, 19,000 steps on September 2nd. Where were you? Had to be a horse show. August 29th, 19,000. Huh. I was just a regular day, August 29th. I think it's because you're working at the barn. That's why you're so fit. I know, but now that Rye's doing all the chores, I'm going to gain a few. All of them? He does a lot. He's awesome. Dang. Does he like it? Loves it. Okay, good. So, did you tell me that you had or had not listened to Serial? I have not. Oh, people. (laughs) Serial, the podcast, as in Serial Killer. Serial. (laughs) Not as in, like... The snack mom eats at 11 Exactly. It is so good. And now I am watching the HBO documentary on it. Which is, eh. It's not that great, but it is good. And I just, I feel sorry for this guy. I feel like he didn't do it. Eesh. I really feel like he didn't do it. And now he's been in prison since he was 18. Ooh. Now he's in his 30s. 
Ooh. I know. Sounds dark. You know what I've been watching? Nope. My friend Caitlin Bristow slaying it on Dancing with the Stars. Is she? I haven't started watching it yet. I've only watched the first episode, but first of all, I love Tyra as the host. She is everything. That's interesting because I've seen a lot of people that aren't feeling Tyra and I was like like dang this is why I am not in front of the camera Uh is because I could not take all the judging it's just horrible I just feel like everybody else like your typical tv host is just so robotic and they say the exact right things at the exact right time Tyra's just so like chill and like fly by the seat of her pants and just like so casual and cool and I just love her so much I think it it brings a very cool vibe to the show like I don't know just like more organic like candid vibe I just love her I think she's great has anybody got it booted off yet not that I've seen, but I, I can't watch it live because I don't have cable. So I'm, I'm like a little behind, but I, so I watched the premiere and Kate, I mean, Caitlin's just like, she's already such a good dancer, but she just like totally slayed. She looks amazing. And you can just tell she's having so much fun, but you know, you know who else? I mean, obviously Caitlin's my fave, but my other fave is Nelly. <laughs> He is everything, and the judges were so tough on him and did not give him good scores, like fours and fives, and I thought he at least deserved some sixes. He did a freaking backflip. He just, like, like, nailed a backflip out of nowhere, and he was, like, he was, like, smiling and shoulders. He was, like, having so much fun during his dance. Like, he brought the best energy of anybody I saw, and they gave him, like, fours. Wow. I don't know. They were really tough on people the first night. Like, I felt like they were... Were they tough on Caitlyn? They were kind of tough on Caitlyn. They were like, you played it too safe. You got to like, you know, go go more out next time. Even they, they were like, obviously your technique is good, but like you played it too safe. They were like tough on it. They're tough on everyone. Okay. I'm going to go watch that right now. It's great. There And there's like Carol Baskins on there, you know, and it's just, she's insane. And the, I it's would want to watch good... that if I want to watch it. I watch it on Hulu. Oh, God. okay. Yeah. Hulu. Anyway, it's really fun season. It is weird that there's no live audience. Like it's definitely they use a stupid track like they did on Miley at that award show That's um, so with weird. the audience noise. And you're like, but there's no one there. But it's really cool. And also Derek Huff is a judge this season. Yeah. I read and that. I really he brings a really good energy to it, too. That's awesome. OK, so, I'm going to go watch that right now. I'm loving it. After my walk. OK, after your walk. Yes. Anyway, all right, we're boring, everyone. Do we do a little deer and tizzle? Yes, we should. Okay. All right, Stoners, we want to give a quick shout-out to one of our podcast sponsors. Here she freaking goes. Mother, we need to tell the Stoners about Mood. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is right. If you guys don't know, Mood is known for their federally legal THC. And now they're adding their most potent product yet to the lineup, which that's perfect for Tish. She loves the potency. Honestly, I love Mood. Yeah, well, great. They're They're, like, uh, they are so good. They really do have something for every single Mood, and it actually works the way it says that it does. Oh, it does. Yes, it does. What's your favorite product? Would you Uh, say? You know what? I I love their pens. They are really good. Okay, cool. Yeah, Mood offers uh, things like flour, gummies, vapes, and more. And they have this THCA product that converts into THC when you heat it and you get access to the classic marijuana high. Mood's latest and most potent breakthrough in the world of legal cannabis. All of their products are regularly tested in third-party labs and sourced from small family farms and 
pesticide-free, which is so important. They have different strains for specific moods, hence the name of the brand. So whether you want like a euphoric, energized feeling or you're feeling more creative and want to chill, they have something for everybody and plenty of versatile products that go with whatever mood you're going for. Try Moods new THCA flower today. For a limited time only, get 20% off your first order and a free THCA pre-roll. Just go to hellomood.com and use promo code SWS. That's hellomood.com code SWS for 20% off your order and a free THCA pre-roll. Cute. We got so many. Here we go. Hi, Tish and Brandy. My name is Mary, and I'm calling because I guess I wanted to talk about family advice. I'm one of four siblings, and similar to you all, we are all young adults. And whenever we all get together, all six of us with my parents, tensions just seem to be high, and people, you know, tend to make unnecessary jabs at each other, and fights always break out. I was just wondering, is this something that happens with you all at Cyrus family get-togethers, and how do you handle it from a sister perspective and a mom perspective? Thanks so much. Love your show. Bye. I think this happens with every family because I used to think it was just us. Yeah. And now everybody's like, oh, that's just normal family. And I'm like, oh, so everybody fist fights at Christmas. I feel like when our family gets together, it's almost like an unspoken competition of who can make the best jabs at each other. It gets so intense. Like, I can't handle it. And literally, when that crap starts happening... (laughs) I jump in my car. I don't even say anything and I just leave. It's literally like a sport. It's like who can have the best jabs at, at the other. Honestly, it starts out like kind of okay, like yeah. joking. Mm-hmm. And I always know where it's going. And then I get so tense and try to diffuse. And then it's so stressful that I just cannot deal with it. And I literally sneak out and go away. It, I can't take it. So here's, if there's any advice to give, here's the advice. You either got a one Keep your mouth shut and just roll with it and laugh it off and just be like, whatever, y'all can do That's what Brandy does. That's usually what I do. Now, I've kind of taken a turn to where it's like, if I get a couple of glasses of whiskey in me and really prep for this, like pregame for the family brawl, and you come in prepared. You psych yourself up if you need to take a couple shots of whiskey or drink a Red Bull, psych yourself up and get ready to just jab it out. It's nuts. One of each. I do feel like now that everybody's older, it's way less. It can still go down. Don't get me wrong. It can still go down. Like, it can really still go down. But it is better than it used to be. So, I'm with Brand. Just, like, smoke a J and chill. (laughs) Yeah, just, like, sit back, keep your mouth shut, and watch it go down. But only smoke a J and chill if you're in a legal state where marijuana is legal. If I have to hear that one more time. I'm serious. Don't do it in Tennessee. I don't think it's legal. Nope. Hi, guys. My name's Danielle. I'm calling from Long Island, New York. First of all, I want to say love you guys. Love the podcast. I'm listening each week. I'm so excited you guys are finally doing this. And I actually have a question, I guess, it's kind of for both of you, since both of you and basically everyone in your family are big animal lovers, dog lovers. So my boyfriend and I live together, and we just got a four-month-old Havanese puppy. And I know, Tish, you have Sammy. I don't know what breed he is, but he's adorable, and he kind of reminds me of my family's Havanese, but probably maybe Bichon, I'm guessing, but they're all very similar. And recently, she has been 
waking up in the middle of the night to poo, just like Brandy was talking about with Astra and Little, the other episode. And I was laughing because I was like, oh, my God, I'm dealing with the same thing. Not only is she waking up to do that, but she has been caught eating it. So I was wondering if either of you have ever experienced anything like this and if you have any advice on how to kind of curb that behavior. Again, thanks so much. I can't wait to hear from you guys. Love you. Bye. I love her Long Island accent. Honestly, Sammy is a rescue, but I have always thought he was either Havanese or I think it's called a cotton day tulier because when I look them up, they say that especially the cottons are very vocal and Sammy is so vocal. Like he full on just makes the craziest noises. Okay. Okay, Didn't we have a Havanese before? No, I think just a Maltese. But anyway, so Sammy's super, super vocal, and I do sometimes think he's part Havanese as well. But anyway, I do remember us having a dog, but it was a big dog that would do that with poo-poo, and it was disgusting. What, eat it? Yes, it was nasty. This is common, common thing. I just remember Billy Ray would lose his mind. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's disgusting. Like, <laughs> look at the dog. Why would you do that? Do you know how dumb that is? <laughs> I'm like, literally, that was his reaction. Okay, no, this is a semi-common thing. But there's something you can give them. It's like a chewable if you give it to them once a day. If they're eating their poo, apparently they're like lacking something in their diet, like a vitamin or something, and that's why they do it. So you can give them this chewable, that, and then they get it, and then they stop doing that. Is that really true, though? I don't know, but that's the thing. Okay, because I just find that hard to believe because they say that with grass, too. Okay, whatever. So she also said, I think think she said that her dogs like to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. You know what the solution is to that? Put them in a crate. All three of my dogs sleep in crates, even Astra, and it's the only way to keep them from having to potty in the middle of the night, especially, like, because little dog was Miley's dog, and she didn't really give her boundaries. Her and Happy just think it's okay to just shit the floor in the middle of the night if they gotta go. But you know what? If they're in their crates, they don't do that. Oh, I don't have that problem. Sammy and Bogey and Loco don't potty in the house, but I totally get it. Yes, I have had a dog that's had that problem, and... But Loco, who is old as the freaking heels, and he's 16, Shih Tzu, he went through this just not long ago. Not the eating part, but for some reason, in the middle of the night, starting to have to go to the bathroom. And I did exactly what Brandy said. And the first few nights, he actually pooed in the crate. But after that, he didn't. Mm-hmm. And so that's that was my solution as well, was the crate. Mm-hmm. You can't put a small dog in a giant crate. Like it has to exactly. be like a pretty cozy space because that's the whole point is that they don't want to like poo where they sleep. So if you give them too big of a crate, they'll just go in the corner and then whatever. So exactly. just make sure it's the appropriate size for your dog. Yep. Okay. Hi, Tish the Dish and Brandi. Hope you guys are doing well. I am so sorry again for your loss of Mammy. My question is, so I've been trying to lose weight and stay motivated to stay healthy and eat healthy. How do you guys stay motivated to, you know, stay in shape, be healthy, and all that? I love your guys' podcast, and I love you guys, and I hope you guys are doing well. Thank you, and have a great day. I don't think she said her name, did she? Mm. Huh. So for me, girl, 
I'm with you on this eating healthy thing. I keep saying I'm going to do it. And I know everybody's like, wow, because I do stay thin. And that is just, I guess, how I am. But the problem is I need to eat right to be healthy. And I don't. And I have a hard time staying motivated. I don't work out, but I do. I have started walking and I literally said like podcasts really help me want to walk because I'm always so busy that that's the one time I get to turn on a podcast, shut off and just do my walk. And I've been trying to get in 10,000 steps, which I haven't done yet. So don't be discouraged. I think we all really struggle and stay motivated to do that, especially if you're a stoner. Like I'm so (laughs) bad about, you know, then wanting to eat something like a munchie, like chips or chocolate. And then also if, you know, Sometimes it can make you tired if you're already tired and then I don't want to walk. So that's why I've been trying to be really conscious about when I smoke as well, because I really have been trying to at least walk every single day. And sometimes I don't, and um, I get discouraged too. And also the diet is hard. Like whether you're dieting to lose weight or just to be healthy, I just think it is so hard for most people. I like, it blows my mind though, that I do have a lot of friends, like my friend Gabby, like she eats so healthy and she works out every single solitary day. And I so envy that because she also enjoys it. I just Mm -hmm. really don't. And so it's just like such a struggle for me to stay motivated to even like walk every single day. So I think just knowing that there's so many people in your same boat and don't get discouraged and do just try to do something every day. Yeah. All right. Here's my advice. Because for me, I don't know, like if, if you go back like, a, you know, a year and a half, two years on my Instagram and look at photos like my friend Allie was over here last night and we were looking at photos of my Iceland trip, which is not that long ago. It was like maybe two and a half years ago. And she was like, you are look so different. She was like, you've lost so much weight. And I don't really realize like how much weight I've lost until I do look back at photos. And for me, I've always been active and I've always worked out. I really think, yes, I live on this farm and I get in more steps a day and I'm doing I'm doing more physical work for sure. But I think one of the biggest things for me is I eat differently. I used to be, and it was part of it was my age. Like everybody went out to eat all the time. That's what we did socially. That's what we did to hang out. Even when I was in Denver, like the food scene there is great. That's what everyone does is go out to eat and drink. And now I'm telling you since March, since COVID, I haven't done any of that. And I, because I don't have time to cook for myself, I, I've hired like a food prep, like a, my friend April runs this company called Vibe Chefs here in Nashville. And they basically do like an hourly, you know, you pay hourly for a food prep service. And ever since I've done that and stopped eating out and I don't keep anything unhealthy in the house at all. My, the only thing is ice cream. I do keep ice cream here, but like, I don't, you know, I'm not eating fried food. I'm not eating fast food. I'm not going out to eat and eating stuff, dripping in olive oil and animal fat and all that stuff. And I really think like if you'll not keep bad food in the house, it really helps you eat better because you're not going to make that effort to leave to go get something unhealthy if you have other stuff in the house. And I think that's a big, big thing. And I think everybody is always like, oh my gosh, it's so expensive to get somebody to meal prep. It's no more expensive than eating out every night. I spend less money doing this than I did eating out. And the other thing is like, you don't have to pay someone to do it. If you have the time to meal prep, like I have so many friends that do like they spend their Sundays, their Sunday mornings. That's their time to meal prep for the whole week. I just, taking care of all these animals and, and stuff, I just don't have that time. But I have so many friends that do. And I think if you can set aside a couple, like two to three hours, one day a week to meal prep your food for the entire week it is so doable to eat healthy and if you do that then you just don't keep junk food in the house you know and then like you, you have to eat the healthy food you've made and it's not so easy just to eat junk if you don't even have it laying around 
Yeah, I agree. That's my advice. And I do think, I think food and what you eat is like, it's both. You do need to exercise and do activity for sure. But I think what you're putting in your body makes such, such a big difference when it comes to weight. But I think the two times in your life that you've been the most fit were the times that you weren't actually working out, but were walking the most. Mm-hmm. It's I would so weird. Yeah. And that's yeah. another thing. Like if you find it hard to get motivated to, you know, quote unquote, work out, like, I mean, for me, just getting outside is, is so inspiring and, and more motivating mm-hmm. than trying to go to a me gym too. class. Like, I mean, everyone's got their thing. And, you know, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people like going to exercise classes because then they have the other people to keep them accountable and whatnot. And I, if that works for you, awesome. But for me, like I, if I can just get outside, even if I'm by myself and like my mom says, like go for a walk or go for a hike or whatever it is. Like if you have a dog, it's a great excuse to get outside and go for a walk every day. I think just being active and like getting your blood pumping or whatever, especially if you can do that first thing in the morning makes a big difference. And honestly too, well, one more thing I will say, and it doesn't have to be the Apple watch. They have Fitbits and all these different things. I do think now that I have the, the Apple watch, I check it to see, and I set a goal for myself. And I do think that really helps. And I'm still like, I need to get to 10,000 steps. So that is still like pushing me to have that goal. So I do think something like that does make you, it's almost like a reminder, you know, Mm -hmm. oh, it's on my, it's on my wrist. Like I still haven't done my walk. It does really remind me to keep doing stuff to get those 10,000 steps in. For sure. You can do it. It's possible. Hi, Tish and Brandy. This is Trish. I was wondering, question for Brandy. I just married into the army and I was wondering how do you handle your guy being gone all the time? I just got word yesterday that he's looking for leaving next year for six to nine months. How do you handle that being alone? Thank you. Enjoy your podcast. Bye. Oh, she's so sweet. Did she say her name? Oh yeah, Trish. I was oh, like yeah. uh because people call my mom Trish a lot and she gets so angry. <laughs> all right, Trish. I feel like this is going to be hard for you. And like for me, Ryan and I have always been apart and it started that way. So like I really didn't know any different. And I've done long distance relationships before. So that kind of was something also like I've I've never really known anything different. So I got to say, like, I, I do think your situation will be a little bit different if you're used to being with him all the time and he's about to leave. That being said, actually, I can kind of relate to being in a situation like my mom right now because her and my dad have been separated since March because of COVID, he's been in Tennessee and she's been in LA. And this is a big thing for her. My my mom, she's sitting here nodding. She has the, this deep fear of like being alone. She just can't, doesn't want to be alone. And she's so terrified of being alone. So, you know, she's in the past, like she's filled that time where she is alone by keeping herself busy and having Miley over, or Noah over, you know, diving into work and having her, her coworkers over to work. Like it's just been really hard for her to like lean into being alone. But now that she has, she's finally (laughs) done it. She freaking loves it and she doesn't want anyone around. And so I do think like there is something to be said for finding fulfillment in yourself and not someone else and being okay alone and being okay like in stillness and and being able to like, I don't know, like really just fulfill yourself and not have to depend on anybody else. And I think you could take this as an opportunity to really like find that. And I think that if you do that when he comes back, you're going to be 
such a fuller person and your relationship will probably benefit from that in a lot of ways. So, I mean, it's going to be hard. And I know like, again, like it's different than my situation. I can FaceTime with Rye every day. And I know when you're in a relationship with someone in the military, it's not that way. Like, I'm sure you guys will have to go a long time without talking sometimes. And I think that will be really hard for you guys. But I mean, if you guys love each other and, you know, he's going to come home eventually. And I think as long as you guys are committed to each other and you can really focus on yourself during that time, I think that everything is going to work out just fine. And, you know, love conquers all, doesn't it's it, so mother? true. It actually does. But I think you're right. And I think it's just a good time for you to just have that growth. And even if you are okay with that already, I still think it's just such a period of reflection and growing and actually doing things, you know, for you. And I think that the stronger you are, the better your relationship will definitely be when he gets back. All right. Next question. Hey, y'all. My name is Ario. I live in Atlanta, and I'm such a huge fan of both of you and all of your wonderful, wonderful family. I would love to know y'all's best piece of life advice that you've ever received and also your best piece of advice when it comes to love. I hope y'all have a beautiful day and keep on making your incredible podcast that we love so much. Oh, my gosh. That's like there's so much pressure. I have two. Oh, great. You go. (laughs) Number one, I always say the greatest thing I think I ever learned from my mom that I hope that my kids have learned from me is treat others as you want to be treated. And I think if every single person did that, if we truly treated every person the way that we want to be treated in any type of relationship, or if you're just at the grocery store, for me, that's just a rule to live by. And so that's number one. And in love, it's the one thing I talk about that is the hardest for me. And that's communication Mm -hmm. because Billy Ray and I, you know, we've been together now for 30 years and I honestly don't know how we actually have survived it a lot of times because we are not communicators. And I think it has made things just so much harder, like just until years later you explode. I mean, I'm talking not even month. I'm talking like, you know, things that you just never talk about that have bothered you. And now that I'm older and I just think that communication is the number one rule in love. You have to communicate. Wow. How do I follow that up? (laughs) I don't know if I can. (laughs) Okay. So for as far as life advice, I feel like the thing that kind of sticks out in my head is ever since I can remember, my dad has told us, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. So, and I know that's like such a cliche thing, but it really is true. It's like if you do something for work purely based on making money or whatever it is, like, like it's never going to fulfill you. But if you do, if you make your job something you truly love, you might not make as much money as if you went after something else that didn't really make you happy, but like, it doesn't matter. Like when you die, the money sitting in your bank account, you don't benefit from that. And I mean, I know I'm not so naive. Like I know you have to have money to survive and live and to have the things you need and want. But at the end of the day, if you're not happy doing what you do every day, like what kind of a life is that? And that's something that my dad just really drilled into all of us. Like make sure you love what you do. And I think that's so important. And honestly, the thing about it is, is, I mean, you know, it's 
easy for us to say, like, we're doing stuff that we really love. But my friend Missy, she's been my best friend since we were 14 years old. And she works at a nursing facility. A lot of head injuries, things like that. She's a physical therapist. And she could have worked anywhere. And she's now worked there for, like, 28 years. And she loves her job. Yeah, And I think it's just... It's finding anything and your interests can change. And I think you're right. And I think like, don't stay in something that truly makes you unhappy. I think, you know, you can always find something that you actually really love to do. Yeah. I think it's probably easy for some people to be like, well, you ride horses and you play music for a living. Of course you love what you do. But like my mom said, it, th- there's so many other things that can fulfill you. Like one of my good friends brought her new boyfriend over last night and he was like, I have to get up at 3 a.m. for work. And I was like, what? What do you do for work? And he was like, oh, I route all of the trucks for this grocery store chain. Like I have to get up at 3 a.m. And for every, all the trucks in this entire Southeast region, like I do their routes every morning. And he was like, I love it so much. Like I don't care to get up at 3am because I love what I do. And I just loved hearing that from him. Like he probably loves like strategy and numbers and getting to do all that probably just makes him so happy. And I just think that's the coolest thing in the world. So, okay, well, first of all, that would freak me out. I know. <laughs> how does he know how to do that? I don't know but he does. So anyway, those are just a couple of examples, but that would be my advice there. And as far as love advice, I mean, again, it's kind of cliche, but I mean, I, the biggest advice I can give you is just don't settle. Because uh, it took me until I was, how old was I when I met Rye? 31. And there's, you know, like growing up, you think if you don't find somebody like in your 20s or in college or whatever it is, you're gonna be alone forever. But like, I, I just think all the time, like, thank God I didn't marry the guy I was with at 22. Or, you know what I mean? And Or yeah. even the guys after. Like, it's just, you just can't settle because you think you're gonna be alone because you're not gonna be. You just gotta wait it out and wait for the right person at the right time. So that'd be my advice there. I love that. I love that. <laughs> All right, we got one design question. Hey, Brandy and Tish, this is Britt. So I have a question about home decor. Um, I'm actually building a house, and I would love to get your advice on interior design trends that you recommend on including. So things such as a microwave draw in the island um, to free up some counter space or a pot filler that's over the stove. doesn't just have to pertain to the kitchen. I'll take any and all advice that you have about interior design. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Have a good one. I'm always so jealous when someone gets to build their own house and literally start from scratch. Me too. I would love to build a house from the ground up. That would be so much fun and probably a little stressful, but you know what? I, I've never got to do that either. And I really want to get to do that one day. I don't know. I think those are really good ideas about the microwave drawer. I'm a huge fan of that. I have that in my house and mm-hmm. I just, I, like we said, I've been redoing a basement in Brandy's house that is my little apartment and I did a microwave drawer there as well. And I just really love that. And it's so funny because the other day, Molly was at my house and she was getting ready to make spaghetti noodles and she went to carry the pan to the kitchen sink. And I was like, just use the pot filler. Mm -hmm. And she goes, what? And I was like, the pot filler. And she was like, what? That has what? What? I I didn't even know what that was. And she was like, that's genius. And I was like, it really is. But I have one in this house and nobody has ever used it. I use mine constantly. Oh my God. I've never touched it. And neither has anybody that's been in this house to cook. That's so Well, fun. But do you not cook spaghetti or potatoes? Yeah, but I, just have... forget, I forget about it. Oh, I use mine okay, constantly. Question. Does the pot filler, is it hot water or cold water? It can be either. Oh, it can? Uh-huh. 
Okay, so here's here's my thing. If you're gonna if you're building from the ground up, the one thing in this kitchen that has been an absolute game changer for me is that a lot of people like have the the filtered water spout on their sink for like cold drinking water. Mine has cold and hot. You don't understand how much we use the hot water spout. The fact that you can turn that sucker on and boiling water just immediately comes out is out a, of your faucet. Yeah, out of the little, like the filtered spout. It, there's a, a cold water, which is like when you want to drink water, and then there's uh-huh. a hot water spout, and it's steaming hot. Like it's not quite boiling, but it's close. So, like if you make hot tea, boom, hot water. And it's filtered. We use it for coffee in the morning because I use a pour over and Rye uses a French press. Immediate hot water. You don't have to wait for water to boil. And then he makes hard boiled eggs almost every morning because we love them. And he fills up the pot in that little hot water spout, and then it boils in like seconds. It's, it is genius. So, I would, highly recommend in your kitchen a little hot water spout on your filtered water okay i love that and the other thing is i think is a light hardwood floor nothing dark that's the one thing i'm getting ready to change in my house it's just darker hardwood show everything if you have a dog they show so much dog hair everybody would thinks it's different but dark hardwood shows everything so if you're doing hardwood floors do a lighter color it just makes the whole house feel lighter so that's another thing is i and i'm just like not a carpet fan at all i always feel like it just gets so dirty so quick and like if you have allergies or anything i'm just a big hardwood floor fan Mm-hmm. I think the other thing, if you're building and you're making plans for all that, I mean, literally anywhere you can put storage, do oh. it anywhere. And yeah. the more organized you can make the storage, even better. Like when I re- redid my house downtown, it was it was so old and we gutted the whole thing. And when we redid the closets in the bedrooms, they're, they're very small closets. But we, we like built in like cubes and shelves, like gave it as much organization as we could with the build-in part of the closet. And it made such a big difference of how much you can fit. So I would highly recommend doing those things. Oh, I have one more is if you have space for a mudroom oh, where yeah. everybody puts their coats and their shoes and their whatever, like gloves if it's cold, like a mudroom, absolute game changer as well. You're right, it is. Yeah. Dang, that was some good MT this week. It really was. They really brought it. All right, stoners. Well, that's all I got. Me too. I'm tired. I'm wiped. (laughs) But I am going to go walk or I will feel bad that I didn't do my walk today. So I'm going to go walk and then I'm going to go watch Dancing with the Stars. So good. All right, Stoners. Well, you guys really brought it with the DRMT questions this week. I was very pleased with that segment. So make sure you guys are calling in and leaving questions so that we have more great content next week. We have a voicemail set up where you can call and leave a message and ask us your questions, and we will play them on the podcast so you can hear yourself back. That phone number is 818-839-0534. Call us, Stoners. I love an 818. So also, you guys, we really, really want you guys to call in and ask some questions for a guy named Dr. Daniel Amen, and he is a therapist here in the Los Angeles area, and he actually was in Justin Bieber's documentary because he has worked with Justin a lot, and he is someone that we have used as a life coach, as a therapist. He's a wellness coach. He is just all around. It's about brain health. His books are Change Your Brain, Change Your Life. It's all about what you eat, what you put in your body, sleep, 
exercise, everything that I don't do properly. But his book really changed Molly is when she really completely got healthy, started eating right, you know, completely sober. Like Dr. Amen has just really been there for her and also such a huge way. And I know he really has helped Bieber through a lot of things. So any questions you guys have about brain health, your body, exercise, food, grief, relationships, he is the most incredible therapist. I I always use a technique of his. It's called ants. And it's if, you know, whatever negative thought you have, an ant is called an automatic negative thought. Like Billy Ray is the worst. Like he can be the biggest pessimist. And it's like, let's go to the beach today. Oh, well, it's probably going to be cloudy. Okay, that's an automatic. Is it going to be cloudy? Do you know it's going to be cloudy for sure? And if it is going to be cloudy, how does that make you feel? And how can we change it? So every time like you start having that, you just go, I need to get rid of the ants. I need to get rid of the automatic negative thoughts. And that's one of the best things that I've ever learned from him. So again, you can check him out, Dr. Daniel Amen, and please, please, please send in really great questions for him because you won't be sorry. He's really incredible. Sickening. Can't wait to have him on. Miley's always saying, Dr. Amen says this, and Dr. Amen says that, and Dr. Amen, Dr. Amen, so I can't wait. Miley's angry. She says, Dr. Amen says, don't get furious, get curious. Oh yeah, that's like her favorite tidbit. So he says, if you're furious, get curious. Why are you furious? What are you so furious about? Let's get curious and find out why and try to solve that problem or talk through it or communicate through it. So that is Molly's favorite. Anytime she's angry or she's yelling, I'm like, Molly. Don't get furious, get curious that it is true. They're like, what is the reason causing it? And I don't know, he's just completely brilliant. So can't wait to talk to Dr. Amen. Sounds amazing. And then last but certainly not least, we talked about it a little bit last week, but we actually have a Sorry We're Stoned Facebook group set up for you guys. So uh, we would love to make a space on there where you guys can all chat with each other and we can just have like an extension of the podcast and keep the conversation going all the time versus just the one hour a week. So we're going to post the link for that on this on our socials this week, but we'll get that posted. So if you guys go and join that group, then we can like keep the podcast live all the time because exactly. we're all brainwashed by Facebook. So let's just it's- lean on in. It's so true. But see, then we can put up pictures of our designs and have a real community. I'm so excited about it. Mm -hmm. Super excited. Well, I need to go walk before it gets dark. I need to go take a shower. Okay. Later, stoners. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Hey, guys. I'm Alana Dunn, and I'm the host of Seeing Other People. As an early Hinge employee, a modern dater, and now a fiancé, I know the dating world maybe a little too intimately. I'm here to make you feel less alone in your dating journey, whatever it may look like. Don't have a date for tonight? No problem. Whether you're looking for love or just want to laugh and commiserate with others, tune in to Seeing Other People as we explore the roller coaster that is the ever-evolving world of dating. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.